Good morning, Clinton United Methodist Church. It is awesome to see you all here. This is Pastor Michael coming live and in person to you from the mezzanine, along with Sheila and Rick. And of course, we have uh, Lois uh, playing for us in the sanctuary. And I believe we have Cleon this morning to help us in our singing. Um, we have some announcements that uh, Sheila's going to tell you all about. Uh, so listen close and uh, have your bulletin ready. Good morning, church family. Um, I won't read them all to you, but highlight a few. We are still looking for some positions, finance and um, worship education. Need a member on their teams. Sunday school, we're still looking for a first and third, first through third grade teacher for the fall. We are still officially closed. However, da -da -da -da, we're hoping to reopen. Um, you'll see there's an uh, announcement there in your bulletin. The number one thing we have to do before we can reopen is clean. Um, we will have, starting tomorrow morning, a cleaning cart and a list of chores that need to be done. If you're available to come in and clean, uh, please check that list and mark off what you do complete so we don't double duty. Also, I suggest you bring a vacuum cleaner with you when you come to clean. We have a couple, but uh, yours is probably better. Um, let's see. You can see the upcoming events. UMCOR is today. If you'd like to make a donation for UMCOR, or you can bring it in anytime during the week or even drop it in next week. Um, our Swiss steak dinner is fast approaching. You saw with your bulletin, I hope, that there's a sign-up sheet. Please see me. I'm the main guru as far as assigning people to jobs. Um, we do not want people to just show up. We're going to need all hands on deck in order to make this a success. We're hoping to serve 300 meals through carryout plus feeding our workers and our shut-ins. That's a lot of food to prep for. Um, so if you can, find it in your heart to give us some time. Let me know. I'll be outside after worship, so you can let me know then, or call me or email me, either one. Also after worship, Linda will have signs out front for those of you who are regulars putting up our yard signs to advertise our event. And we need recipes for our cookbook. I have two correspondence here I'd like to share with you. This one was from Nancy Martin. Thanks so much for the cards and prayers. At present, I don't drive or shop, but I'm acquiring a walker. Love the sunshine. Thanks be to God. We also have one from Pat Duty. My church friends, I am thankful to have spring almost here. I enjoy receiving the church newsletter. Pat Duty. Now let's go to worship. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, who is good. good. God's steadfast love endures forever. Thanks, thanks be, be to God. God. Please join me in our first hymn, page 108, God Hath Spoken by the Prophets.
please join me in our opening prayer? Almighty God, through Jesus Christ, you bring salvation to the world. Give us strength to believe in him that we may share in his victory over the power of death and fulfill the purpose for which you have made us. For he dwells with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our next song is page 378, Amazing Grace.
you would please join aloud with me in our prayer of illumination. Almighty God, by the, by the power, power of the Holy Spirit, Spirit open your word and illumine our darkened world, that we may see clearly and live faithfully by the light of your truth in Jesus Christ. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is from Numbers 21, verses 4 through 9, NRSV version. From Mount Hor, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, but the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and, asked, and against Moses, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord po sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks, thanks be, be to God. God. People of God, let us offer our sacrifice of thanksgiving, telling of God's deeds with songs of joy. All right, if you would please join me in our doxology.
Merciful God, we thank you for your wonderful works among humankind. Accept these offerings with the dedication of our lives and help us be for the world an emblem of your steadfast love in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now it's time for our youth moment. If our youth and children would come and join me, I will meet you uh, in the narthex. How are you guys doing this morning? Everybody awake? Yeah, mostly. I like all the different masks I'm seeing. Got some really cool ones, some with shiny. I'm digging Baby Yoda. You do have two different shoes on. That You're making a fashion statement. All right, so does everybody know what big day is coming up soon? What? Easter. That's right. Easter's coming up. What other big days are coming up? Yes. Um, St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Okay. What else? Any other big days coming up? What about tomorrow? Is tomorrow a big day? Yeah. Do you know why? Because every day is a big day because God loves us. And God's always with us, so every day's a big day. You do have sparkly shoes. They don't make those in my size. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, I probably not. All right, so there's a lot of big days coming up, and you guys, you guys said St. Patrick's Day, um, and that is a very big day for a lot of people. I grew up in Illinois and in Chicago, where I lived, St. Patrick's Day is a really big deal. There's a river that goes through Chicago and they put dye in it and turn it green. Yep, go ahead. Yeah. That's a big day, too. See? There's all kinds of big days. Yes? Or you go through Barry. Do I do what now? I'm sorry. My hearing's going. 
Okay. Yeah. See, it's a big, I told you tomorrow was a big day. You guys didn't believe me. We got birthdays. See, there's all this cool, fun stuff coming up. And Easter, do you guys know why Easter is a big deal? Just shout it out. Easter's on your birthday. That's pretty cool. Yes. That's the day he rises from the dead and saves us. So that no matter what bad things we do, God still loves us and it makes everything good. And so Easter's a super important day. Do you guys know who the first person was who saw Jesus after he rose and came out of the grave? God. Nope. Try again. It was Mary and some of the other women. They went to the, to the grave to kind of prep everything, and they got to see Jesus first. They weren't one of the, well, they were his disciples. They weren't one of the 12 disciples. Um, but see, God talks to all of us. It doesn't matter how important the world thinks we are. We are all important to God, okay? And that's why every day is a big day, because every day we get to be here with each other and love each other and help each other and God loves us so every day is a big day so I want you guys to try and always remember that every morning when you get up think today is a big day okay does that sound good can we try that yeah maybe okay um just just give it a shot see what happens all right I need help with something the grown-ups keep forgetting the words um, they're not having enough coffee, so I need you guys to help me with, help me lead them in the Lord's Prayer. Can we do that? You guys ready? Okay, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as earth on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys did an awesome job. We got suckers over here. Have fun in Sunday school. Learn a bunch of cool stuff. And remember to always be kind and love each other. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, he who died. 
heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin. Let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. The Bible tells me so. All right, if you would all please join me uh, in an attitude of prayer. Um, if you turn your bulletin, you will see our prayer request. Uh, last Sunday, Judy Williams passed away, so prayers for her family uh, during their mourning. Um, prayers for Kumiko, uh, whose mother passed away. Uh, Nicole Gandy, a friend of Cleon, who is having... Uh, her second cancer surgery. Uh, prayers of healing for Molly. Um, her cancer has returned. Um, Marion Saylor's brother, Victor, passed away. So prayers for that family during their time of mourning. Um, prayers, continued prayers for Terry and Phyllis. Uh, Terry is still in hospice and Adrian, he is doing very well. Uh, when I saw him on Monday, he looked, I mean, just perfect. Um, he was in really good spirits. Um, he is also not just now eating cookies. He has moved on to potato chips. Um, I am still waiting to find out if I can get a room there. Um, but he, uh, he is just doing amazing. Um, it has really been really good to see. Um, we have prayers of healing mercies for Hunter, a friend of Sandy's. Um, prayers for Jackie Proctor, who has a serious lung condition. Um, continued prayers for David Gerbach, who is, has stage four colon cancer, um, which has metastasized. Um, and continued prayers of healing and recovery for Alice Wimple, who was taken to the hospital with COVID. Um, and we are hoping that she is able to recover quickly um, and not suffer a lot during this, these uh, times of complications for her. Holy God, we come before you this beautiful morning, a people filled with gratitude and thanks for the blessings you bestow upon us in our lives. You touch us and enrich us in so many ways, many beyond our knowledge or understanding we are truly, truly thankful. But Lord, you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer, so we bring to you not only our joys, but also our concerns. Lord, we lift up all of those who are suffering today, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally. No matter what struggles they may be facing, Lord, we lift them into your healing hands. We ask that you would continue to guide the hands and efforts of all of the doctors and nurses and surgeons and 
lab technicians and research scientists and psychologists and psychiatrists and social workers and so many others who are working to heal all of us and heal our creation. We are thankful for their efforts, their sacrifice, and all that they do. Lord, we also lift up prayers of thanks for all of those who work so hard to keep us safe. And we ask that you would continue to watch over them. We lift up our servicemen and women serving in the military, our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many others. God, we ask that you would live in their hearts and their minds, guide them in their words and actions, keep them safe and strong. And Lord, for those who are far away from home in their service, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and that we could begin to see an end to conflict in our world. But Lord, we recognize that our world is full of conflict. We see in our nation and many other nations political unrest, injustice, and so many other issues. And Lord, we know that it is up to us to take action to try and make things better for everyone, not just a small group of people. But we know that as badly as we want peace, that peace can only come through you. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit into our hearts, that we could work alongside you in the efforts for peace to make this world truly your kingdom. And that we could all see the truth that you see, that we are all your beloved children, no one better or worse than another, that we are all seen as equal in your eyes, worthy of being, of mercy, of love and grace. Help us, Lord, to become and live into the people you call us to be. And help us to show your love to the world in all that we do. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly and upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world. For people loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Let us uncover our sin before the liberating light of Christ. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. Merciful God, we confess the folly of our sin and the hypocrisy of our complaints. We crumble about the evils in our world, even as we commit injustices and profit through deceit. We fret about the scarcity of resources while hoarding earth's goods and cheating the poor. We protest the problems of our world, but we do not actively work to address them. Merciful God, expose our sins before the light of your grace. Heal our sin and free us from our foolish ways that we may know the joy of eternal life in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession.
Beloved children of God, indeed, indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please join me for the affirmation of faith found on page 888. This is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ Christ died for our sins, was buried, was was raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one of God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn from the dead, in whom all things hold together, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross reconciles all things to God. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10, NRSV version. And it's titled, From Death to Life. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Our next hymn is page 292, What a Wondrous Love Is This.
next scripture reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light, and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the gospel of the Lord, and you say, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of all creation, you call us into a community of faith. You call us into this community to love each other, to help each other, to support each other, and to grow together in our faith and knowledge of you. Your spirit moves throughout the world to expand this community and inspire us in our hearts to love both you and our neighbors. And your son paid the ultimate price so that the community might continue on, not held back by sin and death, and instead grounded in your mercy, love, and grace. And now may the words of my mouth, meditations of our hearts together in this place, be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again, everyone. This week, we are continuing in our Lenten sermon series, Good News and Challenging Times, where We're looking at the good news that we find in scripture, both the literal good news, as well as other information that we would probably qualify as news that is good. We are also looking for the good news we find out in the world, things that can help us feel some hope and joy during the continued pandemic challenges, the political unrest, and many other difficult realities that we are facing right now. Last week, we looked at the good news we found in the book of Exodus, the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthians, and the Gospel of John. We also looked at some of the good news that we have around us in our world. During the message, I highlighted five medical innovations that came about last year. These innovations included advances in DNA work that could help eliminate some diseases like sickle cell disease, numerous breakthroughs in heart disease and stroke research, 
advancements in oncology and cancer treatment, increased access to medical care through telemedicine, and a possible breakthrough in Alzheimer's research and treatment. This week, the title of our message is, But Wait, There's More Good News. So let's get started with our reading from the Old Testament book of Numbers. Now, I think it's fair to admit that a lot of this section of scripture initially does not sound like such great news. The people get impatient not long after leaving Egypt, wanting a better life, and they start speaking against God and Moses. This is not good news. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is not food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. So, God sends poisonous serpents among the people, and they bite the people, and many of the people die. Again, not sounding very much like good news so far. But then, amazingly enough, the people realize that they did something wrong by speaking against God and Moses, and they ask Moses to pray to God to take the serpents away. And Moses does just that. So Moses praying for the people, I think we could call good news, or at least the beginning of some good news for the people. Moses prays and God answers Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. That sounds like some good news, right? And we're told that Moses does what God tells him to, and it works. Yay! Good news. But I got to be honest, it doesn't quite feel like the other good news that we've looked at before, especially because of everything that comes right before it. There is some other good news here, though, kind of underlying good news, if you will. Even in the midst of their complaining and their sin, even with everything else the Israelites do, God stays with them in the wilderness throughout their journey to the promised land. God could have at any point just as easily said, you know what, forget this ungrateful bunch. I'm done, I'm out, good luck. And that would probably have been the end of the people right there, at least for the most part. But God stayed true to the covenant made with Moses and the people and held them accountable to it, but never, ever left them. God stayed with them in the wilderness despite time and time again when the Israelites broke the covenant, including making a golden calf and worshiping it and ignoring all that God had done for them. Now, moving on to our first New Testament reading from the epistle or letter to the Ephesians, the header for this section is from death to life. Now, like many other passages we have worked with so far, this title sounds a lot like good news. We tend to think about our existence as from life to death, but this is looking at our moving from spiritual death to eternal life through Jesus Christ. I'd say that sounds like some pretty good news. The passage starts out talking about how we begin as dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and sense. 
This is our reality before we come to faith and accept the grace of God. But the good news follows right after this. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. Now this, again, is good news. Through Jesus, we are saved and given God's grace. We are raised up and seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. And that grace is a gift from God, not something we earn on our own. That is especially good news because that means we are all equal in God's eyes. No one can earn more grace or a better kind of grace or extra grace. It is freely given by God as a gift to all people. One of the best things about this truth is that we don't need to worry about if we are enough for God's grace because God's grace is enough for us. Finally, we come to our New Testament gospel reading from John. Now, our reading is chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And this contains the verse that the vast majority of Christians probably tend to think of when we're thinking about the good news, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Even many non-Christians know that verse or at least the reference to it. This is literally the good news. But I also like to include verse 17 because I think it contains some other profoundly important good news. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus was not sent to condemn the world. That's good news. Even though for centuries people have tried to use the words and stories of Jesus and truthfully the rest of the Bible to condemn others incorrectly, I might add, Jesus did not come to condemn. And Jesus was sent in order that the world might be saved through him. Notice the lack here of any kind of statement like, except for the fill in the blank group of people. Jesus came to save the world, the whole world, and that includes you. Jesus came to save you. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made, what sins you've committed, any of that stuff. Jesus still came to save you and the rest of the world. That is good news. No matter how bad we may feel about ourselves or the things that have happened in our lives, Jesus still came to save us, all of us. I know that makes me feel better when I am struggling. That is good news for me, and I hope you hear it as good news for you, too. So what about our world right now? What other good news can we find out there that brings us hope and and maybe even some joy well 
I found three things that I think are good news, and I want to share them with you. Two of these are especially close by, and I'm really, really, really excited about. First off, there's this place I heard about called the Stony Creek United Methodist Church, and they're helping the Lincoln Consolidated School District, PTO, host their Scholastic Book Fair using the church parking lot and outdoor space. This is good news. It is an opportunity to help our schools and support their efforts in educating and helping the children to grow. It is an opportunity to help children learn to read, and reading is, is huge. This is good news. This is the church being the church in the world. This is making the physical property of the church a community space for people to come together and be a community together, especially during this pandemic when we are all pulled so far away from each other. Number two involves this other place I've been hearing a lot about, the Clinton United Methodist Church. On March 25th, they are holding a takeout Swiss steak supper. Now, if you have never had Swiss steak, this is already good news. Um, but that's not why I'm mentioning it. This event is good news because not only is, another, is it another way to help feed our neighbors, but also because a portion of the proceeds are being given to the Clinton School District PTO as well as to the Clinton Library. Here again, the church is helping our children and others through reading and other programming. And let me tell you, libraries pretty much can always use the help. I worked for several libraries before going into working in God's ministry, and we rarely ever had enough money or resources to really do the things that we wanted to, to make the kind of impact in our communities that we strived for. Libraries are also some of the first organizations that get their funding cut during budget crunches, despite what they do. Libraries not only offer access to learning and knowledge through books, but they also offer internet access, job search assistance in many locations, and tons of programming for all ages. By helping to support the local library, the church is in effect helping to support the entire community. Now my last piece of good news is especially relevant because of today's date. Today is National Pie Day. Every year on March 14th, which is 314, since 2009, Cong when Congress declared it as a national holiday, um, we celebrate National Pi Day, which pi is the mathematical constant value um, or the ration of a circumference of a circle to its diameter. It also happens to be Albert Einstein's birthday, but I'll be honest, I'm more interested in the pi part. And I say that because the way you're supposed to celebrate National Pie Day is by eating pie. That is good news. I love pie. I love both the mathematical pie because I always liked math in school, but even more the dessert kind of pie. Cherry, apple, chocolate cream, cookies and cream, ice cream pie, my list just goes on and on. And for those of you who are not that into dessert kind of pie, you also have chicken pot pie if you want something savory. Now, if you're not a pie person, this may not be good news for you. But 
You have my blessing to celebrate National Pie Day with whatever baked goods you prefer, or you could celebrate with anything that's a circle, including pizza, a bowl of soup, whatever you want, be creative. So today, I want to once again challenge you to go look for the good news out in the world. And I also want to challenge you to go and celebrate National Pie Day. Pie, as in the number, is a, plays a really big role in our world, not just in classrooms that teach mathematics. But it's a big part of engineering and science and a whole lot of other things. And that number, pie, is good news as it has helped us to develop advancements in our world and of course the other kind of pie is a blessing in the eyes of many myself included so i want you then to go and share that good news and if you can following very safely our pandemic guidelines try and share some pie too amen we will close our service this morning with hymn number 269, Lord Who Throughout These 40 Days. Church, we have received the immeasurable riches of God's grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. 
Go then to share this gift with others. May the love of God, the grace of Christ, and the light of the Spirit bless you and keep you in the way of truth always. Go and serve the Lord. Amen. Please don't forget that uh, sign-up sheet for the Swiss Steak Dinner. We need as many volunteers as possible to make this an extremely successful event. So please uh, come see Sheila down by the carport to sign up if you're available. Thank you very much. Or call her uh, uh, later in the week as well.